Some people are using it as an excuse to not go to work. And some, you know, people like to exploit a lot of bullshit. Never let a good tragedy go to waste, right? And then there's some of us that are sitting at home. And we're still getting stuff done. Not as much as we should. Just because it's a little bit harder to work from home. Off the computer. Um, and some of, most of our shit's out in the field. You know, looking, checking, doing driving, traveling, flying, whatever. And then if you have kids, you know, you got to play teacher and uh, anything else that kind of goes along with that. Because uh, most of the kids aren't in school now either, right? School's canceled, seems like, in the whole fucking country. So the the best thing we can do is just keep moving forward as, as best as humanly possible. If you can get to a job site and work, then do it. You know, don't be a shithead about it um all these people getting sick because they're shaking fucking hands social distancing has now you know become mainstream but i haven't gotten sick for quite a while and it's because i don't shake dirty motherfuckers hands and just for the record most of the dudes on the job site are dirty motherfuckers so don't say you aren't because we all are pick your nose scratch your balls you don't wash your hands, eat your fucking ham sandwich, pour concrete, grab block, snot rockets, cough in your mouth, you know, cough in your hand. So, yeah, hella dirty motherfuckers. Um, but, you know, I feel like I was ahead of the curve. Quit shaking people's hands years ago. People would get hella offended, right, um, because I wouldn't shake their hand. Like this social construct of fucking being polite means I have to get your dirty, nasty shit on me and uh, and get myself sick. So uh, hats off to all the ignorant motherfuckers that are out there uh, actually keeping themselves safe by not grabbing some random stranger's dirty ass fucking hand. This week we're going to talk about schedules a little bit more in depth. I'm going to go into kind of a uh, deeper realm, my cheat sheet, my, my book of secrets. Um, some of you may have heard of the book, uh, The Art of War, and, and dismissed it. Uh, it can be used completely 100% for construction. Uh, it's an amazing book. It was written a hell of a lot long time ago, 37, 3,500 years ago, by a dude named Sun Tzu, uh, who is ahead of his time by millennia. So the reason I bring up this book is it's about strategy. It's about tactics. It's about everything that existed in the world at the time uh, 
the time about uh, what influenced your defeat or your victory in in war. And not that we go to war when we go, you know, by no means do I want to compare our job site to to fighting a war, but um, the, but the tactics and strategies definitely cross over uh, pretty seamlessly. So the way I interpret this book is the the general becomes the superintendent for for the easiest way to flow with it and follow it along. And one of the things is it talks about is uh, when the general's weak and without authority, and when his orders are not clear and distinct, when there are no fixed duties assigned to officers, meaning subcontractors and maybe their crews, um, the ranks are formed in solvently haphazard manner, and the result is utter disorganization. The goal of the superintendent is to be the person on the job site that maintains order, maintains that discipline, maintains uh, the schedule, maintains the, the standards that are defined by specs, defined by permits, codes, plans, uh, expectations, addendums, RFI responses, you name it. We ha- we've got to maintain that, uh, that, that minimum standard of, of what's required. If we don't, and you let people slide with something, you know, quality-wise or time-wise, and you, you, you let one person slide, other people start seeing that shit, and you start getting a revolt. Uh, and that's the last thing you need is 700 fucking dudes out to cut your throat every day or make your life miserable. So it's an order. the best thing to do is just to be fair, Start from the beginning, toe the line, and don't take nobody's shit. Uh, you can't be an ass either. Well, I guess you can be an ass. You don't want to be a douchebag. There's a difference. Um, but it's important to, to maintain structure some, and standards. Uh, if you don't, uh, we're no different than the fucking animals. When your subs you know, know more about the job than you, um, when they've done this similar project before and you haven't you know they they've got a couple of things up on you especially if they understand the process better than you um not a position i'd want to be in as a super hell no uh one of the things that sun tzu talks about is uh, is a good point and it's it's true you know 3500 years later is when the common soldiers are too strong and their officers are weak the result is insubordination. When the officers are too strong and the common soldiers are weak, then that results in collapse. So you can't be a slave driver to retards, um, and you can't let your crew run the, you know, run right over the top of you, because that shit sucks too. It's not good for anybody. Um, we all know what those outcomes are going to be because we've all lived it. That shit sucks. We don't want that. We want clear definition. So that that's where that three-week comes into play. That master schedule comes into play. Those contracts, those are the hammers. Those are the the hugs. Um, those those are all the things that you can use. You don't have to beat the shit out of everybody. Um, but you got to make sure you give them high fives when they do it right, too, because that's important. The, the goal is we're all a team. The uh, 
the subs aren't your enemy. They're they're part of your army. Um, the enemy is fluid in, in this Art of War book. Depends on the situation, you know, who that that enemy is, depending on the situation and, and how you interpret what you're reading. Because this is my interpretation. Um, but it's a damn good book when it comes to tactics. Um, the people that can that make a schedule, that have a plan, um, that have thought about the, the primary, the alternative, the contingency, the emergencies, um, those people are the ones that have the ability uh, to modify tactics and based on situations and then keep succeeding and, and keep winning every day. You may not get that one thing you want done, done, but you're still going to keep moving forward. You're still going to have the shit to bill. Because the goal is to have billable work complete in place and approved each month uh, so we can keep cash flowing. Because it's all about flowing cash. It's all about making money. We're we're all doing this for a reason, but at the end of the day, it's the almighty Illuminati dollar. So the the idea that... We keep moving forward with our tactics um, is important. One of the one of the things that everybody sees is is those tactics that that day to day that unlock the trailer, walk the job site, take the photos, um, do the daily logs, you know that kind of stuff. Do a stormwater report, interact with building inspectors. That all is is tactics. <coughs> um, the thing that nobody sees is that strategy. All that thinking and, and bouncing back and forth, emails, that that culmination of all that behind-the-scenes shit, that strategy, not a lot of people see that. Um, even with me, when some people are involved in that behind-the-scenes, that closed-door, I don't want to say secret society shit, but uh, when you're planning the job, when you're figuring out who you're going to manipulate and who you got to be a dick to. Um, some people don't pay attention to that. And they, every, you know, a lot of people dismiss things. Um, I think that that stuff behind the scenes is important. I think that you got to have that quiet time. I think you got to run those uh, options multiple ways through that three week. Uh, typically, I'd run two or three just to see how things would play out. Just moving around uh, items, not necessarily changing durations. Uh, sometimes you could get farther along just by moving around trades or tasks uh, based on future events. So a lot of ways to manipulate that schedule. But if you don't try uh, looking at it from more than one perspective or you're trying to do one dude's idea. You know, if I had a project manager that was running a, his schedule up my ass. Uh, which has happened, I've uh, done the opposite of what Sun Tzu says. You know, his one of his logic things in his book talks about once you give me the orders and you send me off, you're not in charge anymore because you're not seeing the people. You're not with the troops. You don't know what the weather is. There's, there's too many things that you have uh, the lack of information on to where you can't make a decision that makes sense for the situation. So at that point, you're not in charge. <coughs> Especially if you, you send me out there to be in charge. So 
So I, so I'm in charge. Uh, and I report back as long as I'm getting to the goal or achieving those milestones with my schedule based on your master shouldn't be any big deal. Um, but sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're doing that behind the scenes stuff, you may get a PM that's pretty strong. Um, I feel like probably that's kind of where I live right now coming from the field and being a PM. I, I like to do shit my way, not always the, the right way. So I'm learning as we go. Um, but, but one of the things that I had happened in the past was, uh, PM showed up on my job site and went right to his master schedule and started grinding my balls. This, this needs to be done this day. And this guy's not here. And where the fuck is that? And I want you to do my schedule. And so real quick to avoid the drama, I said, no problem. I'll revamp my entire thing. Have a new meeting and we'll run your schedule. And he got in a car and split. It's probably on the job site, maybe four or five hours. Kind of walked, kind of didn't. Um, real, real weird deal. And it was a new job for me with a new PM. Like we didn't know each other, so you know it is. You know it is what it was. And uh, homeboy comes back two weeks later, and he's like, "Where's everybody at?" And I said, "What do you mean?" He's like, there's nobody on the fucking job site. I said, yeah, we're following your schedule. He's like, what do you mean? Like this item? I go, yeah, it's done. Well, this item, well, that's done too. Well, these guys are supposed to be here. Nah, they're already done with that too. What are you telling me? Everything on my schedule for this week is done? Um, yeah, I was going to try to tell you that two weeks ago, but you don't want to listen. So everybody will be back in two and a half weeks. Um, because we were actually four and a half weeks ahead of schedule, but you didn't want to hear that from me. Holy shit. That dude fucking lost it. It was awesome. Uh, you know, it, it was a good way to prove a point without wrecking the schedule. Uh, I made deals with everybody prior to doing it. You know, I didn't just send people away. We didn't get any remobilizations. A lot of work went into it. Um, but everybody came back and the next week and, and we were off and running because I had already scheduled them to be there the following week because I knew he would lose his shit uh, because most people in this business, if we can do something, we need to be doing it. So, you know, but I proved my point. Um, and then after that, we were cool. So, so is that strategy. Um, he didn't necessarily understand because, you know, he just hadn't been exposed to it. And so now, you know, years later, um, we chat on the phone, we're friends, you know, it's no big deal. We laugh about it. Um, but he still tells me to go fuck myself <laughs> sometimes too. Cause you know, that shit's funny. And, uh, he had never met anybody that had fucked with him like that. That's a big, bold move. Uh, you definitely have to have your shit together and a set of brass balls to be able to do something like that. But I was able to do it because I had the confidence. I knew what I was doing. I knew how to do it. I understood the, the strategy I was going to do. And I knew the tactics and, and how to go. And at the end of the day, we still finished the job early. Uh, we made crap load of money. And uh, I think we had like two items on a punch list, uh, which are typically the things that I, I tend to forget about, which seem to be parking lot signs and fucking bollards. 
always missing bollards. I don't know why. Um, well, yes, I do. It's because they don't write them and note them on the plans worth of shit because architects are fucking lazy. They draw all these little circles all over the place, and I don't really give a fuck. Half the time, the circle's uh, buried over seven other fucking lines, and you can't even see it. So that's my excuse, but I miss bollards uh, pretty consistently. So up until about five years ago, and then I would bring somebody just to walk my job site to make sure I didn't miss any fucking bollards because there's no reason to keep making the same mistake over and over again. So anyway, that's my little off-the-wall tangent, behind-the-scenes story. But back to that strategy, you know, you're, you, you've got to understand the people. you got to understand your site conditions. Uh, you know, you got to understand the time of year you're going into that job. So all that kind of comes into play when we're scheduling footings, uh, excavations, scheduling inspections. Right now there's a goddamn pandemic that's fucking everything up. I don't even know how to schedule around that. You know, I've, I'm, I'm battling a job right now. I got a lazy idiot engineer who didn't do any of the shit he should have done prior to us even been the damn job. So now I'm struggling trying to get permits for shit that should have been done day one. And so we're not doing street work. We're not doing highway work we should be doing because I'm still trying to get a goddamn permit. Still trying to find out engineer's estimates, which are we all know are complete trash. Um and that's wrecking us on trying to make a schedule. So we're going on a hypothesis of when we may start speculating what we may have to do because we don't have a complete set of drawings. And uh, we're hoping that everybody will play ball. But right now we're 50-50 on inspectors showing up, uh, people answering the phone, a lot of people working from home. So a lot of these city people, you know, even though they're a goddamn public servant, uh, and they get a, a publicly provided and paid for cell phone. They don't want to answer the motherfucker or take it home. So real weird shit. And don't get me wrong. You know, when I go home, I don't want to talk about work stuff. But at the same time, this shit ain't a nine to five job. So I expect those people to answer the phone. Uh, n- not nine o'clock at night, but at least during a normal course of the day. So, but that's another piece of the strategy in your three-week schedule. Can't let it affect you too much. You got to keep moving forward. So you got to find alternatives. You got to talk to people. You got to get buy-in. As a superintendent, you you really want to be running your job as the the battlefield commander, but you still got to report back all your shit. So any time you want to change your tactics, anytime you want to talk about strategy, you should be running that shit by your PM. Um they came up with the master plan. They coordinate that shit with the owner. So that master plan, uh, milestones, critical path, whatever term you want to give it, um, that matters. Uh, that's a part of the gig. So the way I would look at it in the field was if I saw a master schedule, it's cute, it's great, probably not going to look at it uh, right away. I'm going to run my schedule out in three weeks, six weeks, you know, 12 weeks and, and see where I'm going to land. Once I do that, then I'm going to look at the master schedule. I'm going to compare, you know, where I'm at in my estimations compared to the PM. And then uh, just based on what I know, not even taking into consideration what he knows. And then when I do that, then that's when I pick up the phone 
and uh, we talk about the strategy. I tell them, you know, I want to do this out of this order, different from yours, uh, and here's why. And sometimes those reasons aren't for any other than they may have not paid attention uh, to the site conditions or the time of year. I was on a job where we were two blocked in a corner, but we had a crazy-ass underground system to put in. And the only way we could get there was from the street, but they wouldn't let me access the property from that, that street. So we had to get a little creative and, and, and do that way before we did footings, um, which kind of freaked everybody out because everybody's looking at eye candy. They want footings in, poured. They want walls up and a roof on and drywall up. But everybody forgets about all that other shit that's got to go in the walls. There's a tremendous amount of work that'll never get seen by anybody. But if it's not there at the end of the day, everybody loses their shit. And it, it costs a lot of money to go put that crap in. So so for me, people would get nervous in the beginning because I would do all this subterranean deep shit. And uh, and then all of a sudden, pudding. Um, Walls would be going up, base rock would be going down, you know, and we weren't too far in, you know, time-wise into a job. Maybe 90 days-ish. Um, usually, at, at least historically, it's been from the time we started footings, uh, we're putting TPO on a roof it's in 70 days on these big jobs. And uh, typically trying to drop base about that same time in the parking lot. A uh, lot of these jobs vary and so that that can't necessarily happen all the time you may have crazy underground work to do and and that, that may fuck you up so so the strategy is the important piece that's the kickoff to being able to uh, utilize the tactics um, there's definitely a difference if you don't know what they are everybody on the planet it seems to have a fucking research computer in their pocket. Google that shit. Oh, by the way, Google's unlocked, so you can Google all sorts of crazy shit you haven't Googled before or you couldn't see before. So I don't know what's up with that. Uh, maybe the New World Order's going down, but, you know, whatever. Fuck them. We don't need them anyway. The, uh, the power of Google, though. Anything I'm talking about, Google it. The other thing we got to remember when we're making these strategic plans behind the curtain is that shit you used on another job site may or may not work on the job site you're on. Especially if you're in a different town, you have different subs, it's different time of year, different kind of ground, different kind of uh, landscape, you know, the, the endless possibilities of different are infinite. Uh, you can you know, know your history because that's important. But at the same time, you can't take what you did in one, on, in one town two years ago and apply those exact same tactics to the job you're on now. Because if you do, you're going to fucking fail. You're going to nosedive the shit out of that job. And you, all you're going to be able to tell everybody is, this is what we did on the last job. And nobody gives a fuck about the last job be, in this world. We only care about the job you're on right now. And if you're fucking up the one you're on now, nobody cares. Except they're pissed. So 
make sure that the the strategies you're coming up with are applicable to the job you're on. Don't try to repeat old shit. And the other thing too is if you're not evolving with the with the times and the and the technologies and the people and the codes and all that crap that changes all the time, that's the thing. There's there's always constant change. If you're not keeping up with that shit, you're going to fucking fail. You're you're going to miss deliveries, you're going to forget to schedule subcontractors. Um uh you're not going to be ready when people need to start. You're going to miscalculate durations of time that people need. Um a lot of lot of bad shit can happen. You know, you don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. The goal of getting to the job site is, and doing that strategy is, to be there equal to or less than the amount of time that's been agreed upon between the the owner and you, the contractor. So anything you can do on the front end, schedule-wise, in your strategy, to be efficient and and use that time wisely will only benefit you on the back end. And in some cases, some of these jobs, they pay a bonus. You know, you may get liquidated damages, but if you can finish early, uh, usually it's uh, it comes back to you, this, you know, equal to. So a lot of people get hung up in the beginning like, oh, shit, we don't have to be done till November. We're cool. We can get it done. You know, we got time. Well, in all honesty, you don't. Um you just don't. You you're if you burn all your time up on the front end, letting guys slide, um, letting them fuck around, letting them go do other jobs while they use yours as fill-in work, uh, because you're not holding to the standard, you're not holding to your schedule, you're not maintaining that master schedule, or those milestone dates, or you let them fuck things up and they have to rework it, you're losing time, and and at the end. Uh, if you got a cabinet guy who needs four and a half weeks to, to, to put in cabinets and he's got two weeks, you cut his time in half. So don't be surprised if he uses a fucking chainsaw to trim his cabinets out because he ain't got time to do it right. Cause you fucked him cause you were letting some dirt guy giving you free shit and buying you lunch, um, get away with murder. And most people don't see that shit. They just live in the moment, kind of like, you know, everybody worries about fantasy football or what's on TV tonight. You know, people aren't in the moment. They're not they don't have their head in the game. Um, when you do this work, when you make these schedules, you got to have your head in the game. If you don't schedule these guys right. It costs another company's money may not affect your company, but it's affecting theirs, you know, in and out, moving here, second guessing pretty soon, you know got a lot of problems you know people don't trust you if you tell them you're ready Uh, we've talked about that before so don't be that guy the other thing about making these strategic plans with these three-week schedules and and running these job sites is you got to have spies and it sounds weird but they're fucking everywhere you know a lot of the jobs i would run uh i I won hearts and minds, so to speak, 
uh, by control. You know, unfortunately, job sites aren't uh, conducive to uh, a republic, uh, a freedom nation. You know, there's, you know, anarchy. There's none of that shit's allowed. It's a totalitarian fucking dictatorship. And we all signed up for it. So we agreed to it. We can't bitch about it. Uh, the one beautiful thing about working in America is if you don't like that shit on a job site, you can quit and go somewhere else. Nobody gives a fuck. Uh, you may get missed for a couple hours, but no matter what, at the end of the day, somebody's going to fill your shoes and that job's still going to get done with or without you. Um, there are people that are difficult to replace, um, but those guys are far and few in between. So just know that, you know, being, being cognizant, being in the environment, being, being aware, being present uh, and being that active role player in that leadership position is, is primo, uh, for everything. And, and in order to do that in a, in a good way, it's going to take some politics. It's going to take some spies. It's going to take some experience. going to take, uh, you know, uh, hanging out with Regis Philman on that TV show. I can't think of what it was, but you're going to have to ask the audience. You're going to have to phone a friend and you're going to have to do some deductive reasoning. Just no way about it in order to be good. Now, you can still do that job and, and be a complete shithead and, and ignore all that stuff and just have somebody spoon feed that shit to you all day long and be their bitch. Um, but that's not, that's, that's not awesome. So uh, we don't want to do that. So, so the goal of this is to get you a little bit more info. Uh, and, th and the way you get that info on a job site is through spies. I would do it with safety. I was an ass about hard hats. I was asked about vests um, for a couple of reasons. One, if everybody wore a vest and if everybody wore a hard hat and somebody wasn't, chances are they didn't need to be there. And I could spot those people pretty quick. Because uh, you get a lot of people that come, you know, salesmen, um, rental assholes, which is a whole nother topic. Um looky lose. Um, sometimes you may have the fucking U.S. Marshals scoping out your job looking for some dudes, which has <laughs> happened in the past. Uh, it's another story. Um, but but hard hats and vests. And then I would give out a, a reward, kind of like, uh, I don't want to name some, some crazy dictatorship, but but if you ratted on your, your friends or your, your other subcontractors, I'd give you a reward if you caught somebody without a hard hat, caught somebody without a vest, and you could prove it. Um, after about, I want to say maybe two, three weeks, you know, if they were new, probably a month, month and a half, uh, to me, if they were new to me, new to my job site, new, new working with us, you know, as a GC, uh, I would pretty much have everybody wearing them. And if they didn't wear them, as soon as I stepped foot in that building, they were putting them on. So, so at that point, once you have that control, uh, things tend to become a little bit easier for you schedule wise. Um, so long as you're doing the pieces and parts that you need to do to not be a bald faced fucking douchebag, uh, cause you don't want to be a lying douchebag cause that, that doesn't work. I'm not going to say I don't, but you know, sometimes there's lies that need to be told that are for any, everybody's benefit, they're for the greater good, uh, because th everybody doesn't need to know everything. And so sometimes you do have to lie. Uh, but those moments should be 
far and few in between. Um, you know, at the same time, you know, holding the line on the schedule is is key to uh, being faithful and honest to to the trades that come after those guys you're you're currently working with. So so hearts and minds, your spies, um, those those spies, you know, telling you that everybody's going home and they're not coming back for a week. You know, that that can help you get in front of a situation before it gets bad, especially if you didn't know about it. So spies are important um, all across the board in your own company, in other companies, on the job site, at the city, building departments, anywhere you can uh, collect a spy, get them to work for you, feed you some info. Uh, that becomes a huge benefit for you along the way. And, and all those pieces of information that you get help you plan your job, work your schedule, um, keep you in tune uh, with the progress of, of, of how you're going to, you know, achieve those goals through those, those weeks, right? Because if you don't have anybody there, because um, they got all butt hurt for, for some godforsaken reason, and you didn't know about it, then you can't plan for it. So you're you're going to be reactive, you know, that that next week. Uh, but if you know about it, at least you can plan for it. Try to get in front of it. If you can't win, then you can at least come up with a contingency for the next week to try to stay on course and uh, and keep moving forward, right? Because that's the whole goal is keep moving forward, get the bill in. Um, you 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 want a bill? We try to typically. I try to. My estimate each month is I, I want a bill like. 1.1 to 1.4 million each month to the client uh seems to be okay once we get going uh, but but initially in the beginning a little hard in the beginning um and and then definitely different at the end so but without without understanding you know all the people and and things happening on the job site through spies and observation uh you you're going to run into some struggles if you're not paying attention to that shit the other thing about keeping secrets about some of the stuff, especially the strategy, is um, it's your it's your job to maintain order in that I don't want to say stoic way, you know, because emotions are on high. I'm very emotional kind of dude. Like I'm not crying, but I'm gonna fucking scream at you if you're being a stupid asshole. And we've talked about it seventy five times. Um, I'll I'll crawl in your ass, pitch a tent. And bring the Cub Scouts. You know, we're gonna sing Kumbaya until I feel better, and, and you uh, are back on track. So, so you know, emotions are are, are part of it. Uh, the other the other piece, though, is is when everybody's getting all wild and crazy as fuck. You know that that strategy you've got, you've got to hold on to that. Um, it's okay to share pieces and parts, but uh, you got to maintain order. And so sometimes everybody can't hear everything. Uh, concrete guys sometimes just need to focus on uh, the the work he has to do, and the and the trade that that comes after him. Uh, typically a mason, right, uh, or a plumber if there's some block out or some bullshit that's got to happen in a stem wall. Uh, but uh, short of that, he doesn't need to know what the fuck the electrician's doing. Um, if he if those guys are asking you things about trades that don't interact with them, it's uh, at the time then kick those conversations loose because they're fucking pointless and 
all he's trying to do is spy for you know someone else so just d- don't get sucked into that shit uh it's it's definitely not productive so uh try to maintain order keep your secrecy to a degree but at the same time my contradictory perception of it is that you still have to be honest and open about all the stuff happening uh to a degree uh, but you'll understand as you progress through this shit uh, what you can tell people and what you shouldn't tell people um, because it's half the time it's just it's fucking pointless and waste time and we're not in the business of wasting time we, we're running businesses not fucking charities so the goal is to keep everybody moving feed them the information they need cut sheets uh, schedules delivery times uh, furnished by other material uh in you know things that they need to do their scope uh, and then they they've always got to understand that time is of the essence so that schedule that you're making if you're setting them down for for eight days worth of work and you've done your due diligence and you've figured out their daily production rates and and they're slacking you have to say something you can't just sit by and and uh watch a train go off the fucking tracks because at that point if there's a mistake out there or they didn't meet their deadline and you didn't say anything you're just as much to blame as them for not meeting their goals Uh, a lot of people don't like to hear that shit but if a plumber and a concrete guy put something in the wrong place in a wall that's not their fault that's your fault it's your fault 100% on you because you didn't check it and you let them pour concrete or you let them dig that ditch that's on you and if you don't think it is on you, then you're in the wrong line of work because you're definitely not taking ownership of what the fuck you need to be doing. So make sure you take ownership. Make sure you act like you give a shit. Get off your phone. Quit texting your fucking chick. Get off Instagram. Focus on task at hand. Work your schedule. Um, the thing about Sun Tzu is he talks about the earth, the wind, the water, the fire, um, and then the people there's, uh, there's an infinite number of ways in, in how all these things go together, um, about being dominant, about being weak, uh, how you can use them to your advantage, um, strategy and your tactics. Uh, one of the things that, that we try to do is we own a lot of our own equipment. Um, and a lot of people forget you got to maintain that shit. You got to check the oil in the forklift you get. You got to make sure the bobcat has hydraulic fluid in it. You've you've got to say something before the shit runs out, you know, fuel. You you got to make sure that you keep them fueled um, if you're using them. Now, if you're there, you know, the way we run our shit is we're the contingency plan. We're not the primary um, in fact, we're probably more like the emergency plan. So, so our equipment, it's not meant to be passed around like a cheap whore at a fucking a college party. It's, it's there for in case shit happens. Um, but more and more, I keep seeing people just let everybody do whatever with our equipment because it's easy and nobody can plan ahead and we don't talk about it in meetings. And so we're, we're on the surface the tactic is everybody's using the forklift but the what i see is 
we're not planning and, and having our strategic uh, meetings or our strategic uh, roundtables to, to come up with plans that give everybody enough notification and, and information to be able to perform their scope because anybody can rent a forklift. Um, and then the lazies can, can always assume that we can, you know, loan us, loan them ours, you know, and that's, that's not okay either because now I'm paying for maintenance on a piece of machinery and they're not paying any rental. And so at the end of the day, we're losing money on a piece of equipment because we didn't do any planning. And then we felt guilty because we didn't do any planning. And so we let them borrow our equipment. So it's a, it's a huge domino effect on not having uh, strategic plans going into a schedule, conveying in a meeting uh, that, that boil down to mobilizing it and using the tactics to get the work done. So, so a lot of, a lot of deep, deep, deep thinking in some of this stuff. But uh, I would love to hear somebody tell me I'm fucking wrong. The other thing he talks about is is being consistent. Um, everybody needs to be treated like a human, of course, with compassion. Uh, but at any time where people are stepping outside those bounds, and you got to meet that with equal or greater, you know, uh, offense. And so, so typically, um, you don't want to punish everybody because you want to get, make that connection with them, right? You want to take your strategy, take your tactics, take your schedule, get everybody's buy-in. Uh, you don't want to beat them, you know, day one, cause that, that doesn't have any benefit for anybody other than it just puts them in a position where they're nervous and scared and they may fuck up a lot of things. And so the idea is that you provide enough information, you understand, you know, the, the, the duration of time they need, and then you have a way to measure it. So then you can advise or, or help them or point out the obvious. Because uh, sometimes when we're working on shit, we don't necessarily see that uh, we could probably could use three more guys. Or, fuck, we should tie this rebar first over here. Or maybe we should put our block in this location so it's not such a pain in the ass and the time suck to go back and forth getting it. So, so a lot of different factors come into play, but that's what we're there for basically riding herd over everybody just keeping everybody on the track on the path uh to where we're trying to go so so that sometimes can be a little bit weird um if you've got some dudes that aren't making their deadlines they have other obligations they're not putting you first that's when you have to start getting a little bit um more stern you know, so that's when the emails come out. You want to send your emails out with your, your expectation, your deadline. Uh, you don't want to be sending out schedules and uh, meeting notes and or disciplinary, we'll call it disciplinary action, without having uh, identified the, the, the problem, the goal, and a, and a due date, and then ultimately the consequence, you know, so concrete guy you know you got two and a half weeks to put footings in if he's at two weeks and he's only halfway done he's getting a letter you know we 
and and I spell it out. You know, each day your progress should be this. You are achieving this currently, which is going to, you know, have you finish at this time, which is a week and a half past your due date, which will affect these other trades. Um, And this is the recourse and the recovery that you need to pull off in order to stay on schedule. But if, but in most cases, I don't let it go that long. I don't let it get that deep into it. We're constantly talking every day to everybody uh, because we're always working that schedule. The other thing that comes into play too is is with that schedule. Once you've planned it out, you've talked to everybody, you've coordinated everything, you've got that plan in place, you've thought of any possible contingency, uh, emergency. Um, adjustment addendum you know whatever you, you may get a curveball you can't plan for that that happens uh it happens a lot but but if you have those things built into your schedule then you can be flexible right so uh you want to make sure that when you get to that point where you you have that flexibility that you don't exploit it unless you can see that the primary objective is getting overachieved right and it's okay to overachieve on that primary but if you're doing half of a building in block and the other half is sitting because the footings are poured, but uh, you didn't anticipate them having as many people as you now currently have, perfectly acceptable to turn them loose um, with a third of their crew to start laying the first few courses of block to get everything established and set up for that the bulk of the army of those masons to go in and start laying that block. If the main objective is to, we'll say for instance, complete grid line one, Keep the bulk of the workers there, right? But then, but then feed those other guys around um, to lay those those lower courses and establish uh, the door openings where the rebar goes. Uh, make sure everything's cool. So if you have a, a fuck up, you can get it fixed well in advance before you you have an army just standing there waiting for some shit to get epoxied. That's silly. So so don't do that. Turn those guys loose. Peel off some dudes. Um, and, and get that buy-in. Don't just go out there and start barking orders. If a lot of these ideas that you have um, make sense and they keep forward progress and they uh, eliminate standby time or downtime, most people are going to want to do it, Most, especially if they have the resources or the manpower to do it. They're going to be all over it because who who doesn't want to uh, get the, get the advantage on the situation? I think everybody does, um, and and that's our job. And and sometimes you can't get that without having some experience, or having a, a, an advisor, you know, telling you some things. If you if you get all this advice and you don't do shit with it, and you're failing and you're epoxying things and you're missing inspections, and you're dragging on the schedule and and things are taking longer, then you're an idiot. Like, don't be a fucking idiot. Take that advice, use it, apply it. And then if it works and, and it's awesome, or if it's complete shit, you under, you, then now you know, right? So you always have to raise your hand if something's not working. You, you, you are out there on your own, like nobody's coming to help you as a super. You, you got to do it. But at the same time, you're not alone. You can pick up the phone. You can send some pictures. You can do your daily report. You can, you can send an email to your PM. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that you can avoid tragedy uh, just by communicating. So 
so using that schedule to communicate, uh, understanding some of these things in this book, The Art of War, and applying them to a job site uh, are tremendously huge in trying to uh, get us all to be a little bit better every day. We're all struggling right now because, I don't want to say all of us, but but a, a lot of us are struggling right now because all these old fuckers that used to hit home runs all the time, they're retiring. They're They're old. They don't give a fuck anymore. Um, they're angry because all of you millennials are fucking lazy and on your phones. Like, get off that shit. Be, be out there. Pull that tape. Look at that stuff. You know, f- be a part of that process. We, we are one of the smallest groups in the, in the country, you know, as far as workforce. Um, but we have a lot resting on our shoulders. So, so we have to be involved in that shit. Um, you've got to be out there and, and see that block and where that rebar is positioned and, and how that water tie-in gets done and that those bolts get tightened. You know, that's any time there's a failure on a job site, that's your fault. Um, if, you're, if you're good at planning this shit out and you're thinking about all these things, it's, it's not that big of a deal because you're engaged in it. You're, you're walking your work. You're talking with your guys. You've got your schedule in your pocket. You're always constantly updating it. Your daily reports are up to date. Your photos are current. Most people nowadays are using some kind of software. You know, there are companies still using paper and pen and, and taking photos with a camera. I don't know how the fuck they still still do that. There's so much good shit out here right now that um, use those tools. You know, we have guys that quit and, and they want to come back because we're pretty fucking easy on everybody. We only ask for, for a, a minor amount of paperwork compared to some people so uh but that that's all job dependent too you know clients demand different things so you know there's there's uh there's benefits to this technology so use it i don't see why you can't uh because i can and i didn't go to college so not a big deal uh if you just apply yourself and and want to do it so so the art of war um multiple versions out there there's a new version that just hit uh, i don't know five six months ago i picked it up and it's basically a a step-by-step guide and it's by a dude uh his name's anthony cummings it's a pretty good book it uh definitely puts perspective into some of the things um that i read in the original book i have and it, it gives a different take on it so not not completely different but uh just a different perspective. I appreciate that. The uh, the logic and the tactics, though, fundamentally the same. The language is all still in there uh, from the original. So you you have some logic. I highly recommend reading the book and think about each section that you read on how and how it can apply to the job site uh, in the day to day in the week to week, the month to month, you know, you don't want long lengthy campaigns, long lengthy job sites. You don't want that shit. Like you want to get in, you want to get out. Um, everybody's got man hours that they've estimate for a job. Um, if they can get that work done with less man hours, they're more profitable. If you can get these guys to be more profitable because they're not doing work twice or redoing work or, segmented in the amount of work they can do because you're nickel and diamond them or you can't 
fucking plan your own suicide, um, then at that point, you know, uh, people start to get rough with you. So, but if you can get somebody on a job site, you can flow that schedule and, and even flow through that job to where nobody's panicking. Everybody's just coming and working consistent. Uh, and they can do it with less hours than they estimated. It turns into profit for them, turns into profit for us. Um, the next job they go to and they, they bid to us, they may be less you know, than the competitors. A lot of times we're doing bids and guys will ask, who's PM? Uh, or who's the superintendent? And sometimes we say we don't know because we truly don't. And then sometimes uh, if we say, they may not like it. Like there's, there's some companies out there that absolutely fucking hate me and would love to see me dead because I wouldn't allow them to get away with their bullshit. And I'm okay with them not liking me. Because they did substandard work, they were unsafe, they never met a fucking deadline, they never came to a meeting. There's a, there's a whole bunch of things that they didn't do because they didn't want to be a part of the job. And they paid the consequences for it. Uh, they were either terminated in contracts or they had to deal with me. Every 15 minutes I was up their ass in some way. And so I can become very annoying, but at the end of the day, they still stayed on schedule they still got their work done, even though they didn't like it. They didn't, I didn't allow them to fuck the whole job up because they were trying to overpower me. So you have, that's where that understanding the job and the specs and the plans and understanding your schedule and taking the advice from the old guys or the seasoned guys and applying it. That little bit of shit gives you confidence, right? And the more confidence you have, the more you can go to a guy and go, hey, you need to be done. It is time for you to go. And he's like, I never, I never take, you know, I always take this long to get my work done. Well, well, probably not. Especially if you figure out where they're going and what they're doing. Chances are they're using your job as fill-in work or maybe they just suck. You know, there are those guys out there. We can't pick winners all the time. And so, but if you don't stay engaged with that shit every day, you're never going to know. You're the, the, the worst thing you could say is when somebody asks you, why are we not meeting these deadlines? Why are we not meeting these goals? The should, should never come out of your mouth. They should be done. That, that means you don't fucking know. And the other thing is, I don't know. Like, don't say that you, if you have, if you're going to say that shit, then that means you're not doing your job. So you got to get out there and you got to do your job. And I sound like I'm bashing on your superintendents, but you, you got to go out there and do it. This is a hard fucking truth. So make sure that you're out there. Make sure you're walking that shit. And make sure you're talking and engaging these subs and using that master schedule and plotting these times. You know, and that you're looking at the plans and the details of how the layers go together. You can't put TPO on Joyce. You need decking. You need a screw inspection or a shot pin inspection um, or a puddle weld inspection. Then you got to prime those welds. Then when you get the deck signed off by multiple people, then you can put your TPO on. So, so just understand there's parts and pieces that all have to come into play. It's just not pour the footings and lay the block. You got to tie the bar. You got to dig the hole, tie the bar, inspect the bar. Like there's a ton of things that have to happen. That's the goal of that three-week schedule is to put the details of the work onto paper so everybody can see it. 
because that master schedule ain't going to show that shit. It never will, never has, not going to ever, ever happen. Um, because that's just the way it is. If if we did that as a PM or in, in some companies an estimator, schedule would be like 37 fucking feet long. And one little mistake in there could, could have dire consequences. So they're vague, they're bold, they're big, they're, they're uh, I want to say, overloaded with time in some aspects. And use that to your advantage. Don't piss away five weeks of fucking concrete work if the PM gave it to you and was able to get uh, the contract or the uh, the owner to, to buy in on that. If you can get it done in two and a half, do it in two and a half. Don't be a fuckhead and take that whole time and then wreck yourself later. Save as much time as you can. You know, be as efficient as possible. Don't put material in wild-ass places that's hard to get. You know, just think about all the things to be efficient. And I can tell you that most of it, maybe for me it's common sense at this point because I've been doing it so long, but I definitely point it out to people if I see something. And so um, just think about it. Use your head. You know, we're all counting on you. Um, at the same time, you got to be accountable to yourself. So make your schedules, engage your subs, pay attention, be awesome. That's it for me this week. Uh, hopefully get, nobody's crying in the background. And uh, you guys will tune in next week. Peace out.